This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Amen. Be quiet. All right, today I want to share briefly, it's briefly, okay? No, it's brief because um, I will continue next week. No, I will continue next week, okay? Because I don't want to start a conversation I can't finish. And I don't want to leave you confused. All right, somebody tweeted, table to be shattered. I come in peace, so... <laughs> All right, so I want to speak about uh, what is termed. Um, so what do I want to speak about? Don't you say it? DTR. All right. Define the relationship. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about that. The importance of what defining. <laughs> so that so that you don't serve you breakfast. I mean, that you say. <laughs> People are slang shop. All right. Defining the relationship. Okay, but before I go on, I just want to say this. All right? So you don't say that uh, pastor is teaching us um, high sense. Eh? Now, let me just show you how Solomon became, you know, the Bible says, all right, let me just show you, first of all, um, how Solomon became the king. Go to 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 11. I just want to show you, because sometimes if you don't read the Old Testament, you may not be wise. Yeah. Uh-huh. All you'll be talking about is in Christ's dead life. But, uh-huh. 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 11 now. All right. Now, so what had happened was Adonijah had declared himself to be king. Without the authorization of David, he saw that David was weak, he was elderly, his eyes were dim, and he saw an opportunity there where he could exploit things. So he gathered uh, strategic people to himself, went somewhere, lied to them that he wanted to um, offer sacrifices, and then declared himself, all right, to be king, and turned it into a coronation service there and anointing for him to be king. Now, so the prophet that was loyal to David, Nathan, all right, put it back, 1 Kings 1.11. So the prophet said this. I just want to show you, 1 Kings 1.11. Wherefore Nathan spoke unto Bathsheba, right, Bathsheba was the wife of David now, the mother of Solomon. The mother of Solomon saying, Has thou not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, doth reign? And David, our Lord, knoweth it not. So haven't you heard that he has declared himself king? Next verse. And then he says, Now therefore come, let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel. So this was counsel. So what I want to give today is what? Counsel. So I want to show how they give counsel then. Uh-huh. Strategy. Alright? That thou may save thy own life, so that your life too will be saved. <laughs> and the life of thy son, Solomon. Verse 13. Go and get thee in unto King David and say unto him, Did thou not, sorry, did not thou, my lord, O king, swear unto thy handmaid, saying, Surely Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne. Why then doth Adonijah reign? 
Verse 14. It says, Behold, while yet you are talking therewith with the king, I will come in after thee and confirm your word. So they planned it. Are you following what I'm saying here? That you going first. This is how Solomon became king. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is how Solomon became king. Okay? Going first, be talking. Then I will just appear. Look at what it says here. Behold, while thou talking, I was also coming after thee and confirmed thy words. Verse 15. And Bathsheba went into the king's chamber, and the king was very old, and should have ministered unto him. And then Nathan came in, and then they did that. So that's how they communicated. Because basically, we're going to talk about communication today, and there are ways in which you communicate, all right, that, you, and I'll show you this, that you will say what you're supposed to say without saying it in English. Are you following what I'm saying now? Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, let me just give an example here. If a guy is very close to you, a girl is very close to you, and you are not sure where you are, you get what I'm saying? In all honesty, you like the person, you're not sure. It looks like a person likes you. You're not sure. You know, it can be embarrassing to go there and say, you know what I'm saying? That please let us um, uh, when we're saying define relation, I'm trying to tell you how you define it. So you can say, excuse me, um, you know we have been seen for the last uh, I want, do you understand what I'm saying here? Okay. It is a different thing from saying, so where are you going at 5 p.m.? Oh, there's a friend of mine, he's taking me out. <laughs> I hope you understand what that means. Uh, then the guy says, who? Which? Uh, then his intentions have been made known. Do you get what we're saying here? Instead of saying, excuse me, can you tell me what really is inside your heart? Uh, you understand what I'm saying? For you say, Pastor, taught us wisdom. So I, I quoted a scripture to show you how Solomon became king. So Jesus said, all right, so defining the relationship here. So First of all, I want to talk about drawing physical and emotional boundaries. All right? And this is very, very important. So that you don't hurt people or get hurt. All right? If you don't have emotional boundaries properly defined, all right, you can get hurt. And then again, you can hurt a person. Because people can come make assumptions that you did not say. And then the person is hurt. Because if people are emotionally connected without verbalizing it, and one person withdraws, is a breakup emotionally, even though it's not a, a analytical breakup. Are you following what I'm saying here? The person will feel as much pain. Abi? Why are you quiet now? Abi, you are doing these things. Aha. The person will feel as much what? Pain. All right, so that you don't get hurt and also you don't hurt, all right, people. So nothing must be done when Jesus said, "Be wise as a serpent and be gentle as a dove." What he was referring to was, in all that you do in life, and in all your smartness and in all your wisdom, you must not, in any way, intentionally hurt another person. 
deceive another person, it means to be gentle as a dove, all right, or defraud another person. The wisdom of God, there is strategy in God, but there is no intention there to exploit another person's weakness, to hurt another person, or to cause pain intentionally there in the life of that person. Job chapter 35 and verse 8. That's old scriptures here, so you know we're spiritual. All right. Job 35:8. Thy wickedness may hurt a man as thou art, and thy righteousness may profit the Son of Man. So if a person is wicked or they have a character flaw, what God was saying was, whatever you are on this earth, I mean, put verse 7. He says, it doesn't affect him. I'm God in heaven. He said, your wickedness, put verse 7, Job 35, 7. Your wickedness, if thou be righteous, what givest thou him? Or what does he receive of your hand? In other words, your righteousness doesn't profit God as a person. You're right. Your wickedness, you can't harm God where he is. In other words, wickedness now. So when God tells us to live in a certain way, he's trying to protect people. So you must know what is uppermost in the heart of God when he commands you to walk in love. is not from him. Where he is, he can't get hurt. Are you following what I'm saying here? It's to protect all right, people there. That's why the whole of the Ten Commandments, if you look at it, all the Ten Commandments, apart from you shall worship the Lord your God, you have no other uh, God apart from him, all the other commandments are protective commandments. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not murder, or thou shalt not kill, all right, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property, honor your father. You can see that they are relational there which means what God is doing. So anytime you do anything that hurts a person, that damages that person, you are hurting the heart of God. We are quiet. All right. All right. So also you cannot be nice and make yourself a prey to other people. Do you get what I'm saying here? All right. You can't be nice. That's not what God commanded you to do. You are nice, and then you become a prey of other people. And the reason why this is so important is that the church is full of broken hearts as a result of lack of wisdom. So there are a lot of people that are going through, have experienced so much pain and all of that because of a lack of wisdom. All right, which means they've exposed themselves, they've allowed themselves to get into situations there, they've allowed themselves to get entangled with people, all right, where the communication of that person was different from what they, because they just didn't understand communication, we look at it. Only 7% of communication is what that person is saying verbally to you. Okay? In other words, if somebody says, I love you, it's only 7%. By action, they may not show they love you. It's communication. All right? So deception means that somebody is saying something, their non-verbal communication contradicts it, which is what you call the red flag. But people understand communication just as words that were said. I mean, in communication, I can say, you're a fool. All right? And I'm, that's not right, but I can say... Uh, I mean, somebody can say something and you know it was said in the right spirit and you laugh about it. You get what I'm saying here? Uh -huh. All right. 
so let me just look. I'll just talk about, uh, first of all, six basic rules I think you should glean over. All right. As a matter of relationship teaching, we've established this. All right. Jesus, uh, Paul himself said, there's no commandment. I give my judgment. You can do whatever you want to do with it. If it's wisdom, if you are on the streets and they show you, you remember we said it. Rule number one. Where no verbal commitment has been made, status quo must remain the same. Did you hear what I said? If nobody has verbalized anything to you, do not read unnecessary signals. Do you understand what I'm saying here? In relationship matters, words are contracts. Without words being spoken, the person knows what they are doing. Are you following what I'm saying here? This is, I'm going to show you. This is why I said you have to have boundaries around yourself. When no verbal commitment has been made, status quo remains the same, and all cards, therefore, are either still on the table or off the what? Table. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, so if if somebody is nobody has said anything but you're always together with somebody you have liberty to see a friend across the road hi how are you and cross the road and leave that person because nothing has been what said do you understand what i'm saying if the person is angry, then you will say what you want to say. <laughs> Alright? Listen to what I'm saying. You are friends with no commitments, so you are both what? Free. Are you following what I'm saying here? Don't let anybody waste your years. It is true that people can cover people and nobody will see you. They will look at you and say you are taking when you are not. (laughs) So, let me say this here. Listen. And I'm going to say this This is why you can't be in a healthy relationship without self-mastery. Your emotions can't be everywhere. And I'll show the scripture. And one of the things that you must learn is self-mastery. The most attractive thing, and I'm going to show you this about here, about a person is self-mastery. Nobody will break a relationship on the grounds of self-mastery of another person. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. This is what we're saying here. Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit, or her spirit, is like a city that is broken down and without what? Walls. In other words, where there's no walls, anybody can come in and take advantage of you. So self-mastery means that 
you have to be able to control your emotions when no verbal commitments have been what? Made. And the smartest way to do that is because you are quote and unquote in friend zone, keep all things moving. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, defining relationships is about having clear emotional and physical boundaries. You remain good, sweet, and kind, but boundaries must be in what? Existence. You are not hostile, you are not nasty, all right? You are sweet and kind. But if somebody says, can you come to my house, boundaries must be what? In existence. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? For example, the presence of those boundaries must be felt by the other person. Do you get what I'm saying here? It must be what? Felt. And also as a guy, you, I mean, you can say, you two can't be buying ice cream and iPhone up and down. Do you get what I'm saying here? Boundaries must be what? Felt. If you know you are sowing seed to the poor, you are sowing seed. <laughs> But don't don't just be everywhere. All right, so so let me continue here. I have a flight. I'm leaving Nigeria. My time is good. If my plane is gone, I'll leave you people. All right. I am traveling now. Thank you so much. You know I'm going to. I'm not going to Canada. Don't <laughs> call to catch me. All right. I'm not going there. Okay. All right. Now let me give you a practical example here. Let the presence of boundaries be felt. Well, what I mean by felt here? Let's see. All right. And this is good for any relationship. So let's assume you are friends with somebody. Friends now. Hmm? Very good friends. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. And then he says, oh, my sister is getting married. You know, can you just come around and be with the family? We need to cook. We need... You get what I'm saying? No, wait now. Yeah, he say, ha, ha, you are doing these things. You are coming here and shouting. Yeah, shouting. Hey, hey, hey. Why are you doing these things? No, just to be... I mean, it's nice you be with the family because you two feel that you, when the family too knows me, I'm, I'm gaining capital. You two are being... Ha, ha. So Wait. All right? Okay. With no commitment, you have to enter into that kind of situation. All right? Now, if there is no verbal commitment and that boundary looks like a boundary that is a territory for the wife to be, and nobody has authorized you with their mouth that you are going to be the wife to what? To be. Politely say, that, ah, I would have loved to come, but 
I have certain things I have to do in my office and my work. But attend the wedding. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Be polite and nice. Attend the wedding. When you get, ah, well, congrats, how are you? But he will know that this person is nice, polite, but has defined boundaries. It is that respect that is the attraction in relationship. So rule number two is like rule number one. Okay? Have mastery over your emotions and make sure you know it says a city without walls. Eh? Make sure inside those walls there's peace. Let me give the scripture. Psalm 122 and verse 7. Inside those walls. There was, you know, that's why I said have the boundaries and there be peace. Alright? So, I mean, I, the boundaries are there. I didn't go to go and start running errands in your family house, but there's peace towards you. I was there very early. How are you? Uh, Alright? So that there's boundary. Look at the walls there. Because that's how you prosper. Alright? Psalm 122 verse 7. It says this. And, and this, this thing is spiritual, though. You can be covered, though. It's a spiritual thing. Peace be within thy walls. Peace. That's inside those walls where the boundaries. Peace must be there. Okay? Most of those walls are down. There's even no peace in the wall because there's violence. The reason why there's violence is that because people have entered and, and broken anyhow, they are angry. Do you get the hell here? Now, it's when there's peace in your walls, there'll be prosperity in your palace. In other words, there is nobody who has peace within that is not prospering in life. Do you get what I'm saying? And you don't want to be in a situation where your peace has been disturbed because it's a spiritual attack. Are you following what I'm saying here? You don't want the enemy to, you know, the Bible says somebody was got and was, listen, that scripture says he fell among all right, thieves, and they wounded him and left him half dead. Jesus said, Before me were thieves and robbers. And Jesus explained this to me. He said, The robbers are people you don't know that come and forcefully take things from you. Thieves are people that have an existing relationship with you that exploit you, and what they do is they hurt you. So if you don't have the boundaries there in place, people can come in and they can get you wounded, and there'll be no peace in your heart. That's why you start seeing people saying, love has died. Oh, you get what I'm saying? All oh, men are terrible. There's no peace. They are at war. Alright? So, always demonstrate that mastery. If a person is close and you're hanging around a lot but doesn't say anything, you must understand the rule of commitment. This is the rule. If somebody is not saying anything, don't say that it's because they are shy. They are not what? Saying. They are not shy. They are not what? Saying anything. Move on with your life. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's why you must have, and I'm going to give a practical, that's why you must have boundaries around you. Because the reason why people can't move on is that their walls are broken down. 7% of communication is content, which means the words I speak to you. 
38% is the tone that I use. So somebody can say something. I mean, you, I mean, someone can call your name and you know it's trouble. Someone can call your name and you know that it's good news. Are you following what I'm saying here? When, when you are young and your parents call, you know when there is what? Trouble. The tone is the same word they are saying, but the tone there tells you what is happening. Okay? And then 55% is non-verbal. So non-verbal communication is communication that I don't want to say anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now. And the secret to making somebody, listen to what I'm saying, making somebody who genuinely, genuinely is not a communicator per se, should they, or not an extrovert. The way to make them say what is in their hearts that they may not just have said is that once a person believes that somebody they like genuinely, they are losing that person, they will say what is inside them. You hear what I said? Now, hear this one. Rule number three. If boundaries are not well defined with a person you interact with and you are friends, a seed of suspicion will be sown. If you don't have boundaries and you are friends, a seed of suspicion will be sown. Let me give an example. If there are no fiscal boundaries, not no boundaries, and you say we are friends, nothing has been defined. Just know this. The day you tell that guy or tell the girl that, ah, Ah, who is that person? Ah, those are my friends when I was in school. They will assume that. As they crossed all these boundaries, so have those three people crossed the boundaries. Do you get what I'm saying here? Because when you don't show any boundaries, then the person believes that, ah, subconsciously they may not think about it. But when you say, <coughs> every time you say, ah, you know, I had this friend and he, he, or she, she, as far as they're concerned, if you have not shown that you have boundaries, then every relationship potentially in your life has crossed boundaries. That's why we'll say that those boundaries are important. All right? So, so when well, I have three very good friends in school, the relationship can die there. That's just because you said I had three very good friends. That's the end of the relationship. Because as far as that person is concerned, three very good people like me. That means you've gone to cook in three different houses. You are, are you following what I'm saying here? If you, if, if, you understand what I'm saying here? Uh, this, this when God says something, he's not just saying it as a moral law. I'm, I'm trying to restrain you. He knows what he's saying. Because if you meet somebody and they say, can you come over for the night for the first day? It means that if you just tell the person, you know, I met this guy in the office. What the person thinks is you came over for the what? You now become, shall I? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> now, Write this one. If you don't write anything, write this one down. Nobody will walk away from a pleasant 
and a kind person who has boundaries. Do you get what I'm saying here? Listen, nobody will walk away from somebody who is pleasant and kind and has boundaries. Even if the boundaries restrain them, those boundaries there, and it looks like, it seemed like rejection, but the person is pleasant and the person is kind. And within the walls of that person, there is peace. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not like tomorrow now, because, because I said you should uh, uh, follow, oh, because my sister is getting married, so let's be cooking together, and you said no, doesn't mean you're angry with that person. Next day, you're polite. How are you? I hope everything went well. Or even call the person. I hope all the preparation is going well. Oh, I'm praying for you. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Rule number four. I said talking about rules before we get to the, the when to start a conversation. Because you have to. The Bible says to everything there's a time and season. You have to start the conversation in season. And there are, if you go and talk when it's not the season to talk. You have to know the season. And God gives signals. It's intelligence we are giving you. There's signals. There are certain things that happen that you know that, all right, the time is right for to open this conversation. Okay? I mean, you come going somewhere and you met somebody after six weeks, you they packed in, you just passed an event center, and then you start saying, This event center will be a very good place. They have not even I say things like, I, I, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> All right. Which number am I now? Okay, number four. Now, in communication, please, this is very, very important. Always separate the problem from the person. Honor the person, condemn the issue. Do you get what I'm saying here? If somebody comes late every time and it is irritating, don't say to that person, you know, you're not responsible. You're a late comer. I'm just using, all right? By saying that, you are condemning the person. I mean, if you say it, I'm not saying you say it, I'm saying it this way. And you say that, look, you're a very intelligent and smart person. We must make sure that this coming late does not destroy the genius that is in you. It's two different things. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? You have elevated the person and you have gotten that person. But if you identify the problem with the person in a conversation and you say that the person made a mistake, then you say, now, 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 the mistake was stupid, but the person is not inherently stupid. But when you say, listen, I've always said you are, you have identified a manifestation with an identity, and that is war.
However, let me share something. As you are elevating the person and condemning the problem, you don't allow that problem character defect to contaminate you. Hear what I'm saying? If somebody comes late, let's say you are, you are, let's say, let's just assume this: you are dating, you are in a relationship with somebody who, who is a comes late. Hmm? First time they came, you are to go somewhere together. They came late. I said, ah, you came later. Ah, use what we said, Abby. Mm-hmm. Elevated the person, condemned the lateness. Second time they come again, they come late. You elevate the person. You do what? Condemn them. Third time, if that person comes late, they mustn't meet you there. You have gone. Are you following what I'm saying? We are not here to become a latecomer with you. Do you? Are you getting what I'm saying? You can leave a card, but they won't see you. You can leave flowers, but they won't see you. Are you following here? You can leave, they won't see you. If you are supposed to go and eat, you should be at the place eating. They can come and meet you. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? Because first time, happens time, second time, coincidence, third time is enemy action. Listen, you are dealing with an issue. And once you start accepting it, that person is going to do what? And eventually, it's going to destroy that relationship somewhere. Or destroy the life. Or destroy the future. Because evil communication will do what? Corrupt good manners. You two will become a latecomer. So, that's how I said there. Be sweet. Don't forget this. Be kind. But have your boundaries. So when you're exercising boundaries, it's with sweetness. So I'm saying, you have gone. You can leave a card. You have gone. You can leave, but you have gone. So that person now knows that, ah, let me quickly go. This person will not be there. Now what's going to happen is you are improving the life of that person. And probably the reason why that person comes late is that they have never met anybody with the skill to change them, including their parents. Or anybody that wanted to change them was so harsh that it was condemnation. Do you get what I'm saying here? And not the solution to the issue. Are you following what I'm saying? Rule number five looks simple, but listen. This is is very true. You see, what destroys everything in life in terms of relationship with God or people is self-centeredness. In other words, you interact with people for what you can get from them without any consideration for what you can give. Okay? And many people therefore look at things from a self-centered all right, point of view, which means it is self. So what can I get from this person? What do I want to give? And one of the ways in which 
um, and which is why God told Job to pray for his friends. And I say this here. Very few people genuinely pray for other people for their progress without anything attached. If you are in, all right, any form of an, an, any form of interaction with the person, one of the things you should be doing for that person is genuinely praying, all right, for that person. Genuinely inside your heart, pray for that person. You know, let me say, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple that got married inside this church. They are separated now. And there was no need for them to have been separated. No need today. I'm sure if the woman looks back, she will know that there was no need. And what really caused the problem was that the guy used to, when she was in school, he used to help her a lot. He was working and so he would help her school and all of that. So they got married early, or she got married early. And at the back of her mind, and she had wrong friends, okay? Wrong friends is also one of the worst things that can happen to a person. All right? That's why if you meet anybody, you meet the friends too. Because, listen, the friends uh is the board inside her. Those friends, as you see the friends, so shall it be. Don't confuse anything. That's why back then in those days they would say, your people shall be my people. So if you see the people, just know that this, am I okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? All bad behavior is friends. When I say bad behavior, you know what I'm saying. It's friends. Okay? So, my relationship and she, so, I, she just got out of school and, and she almost came out of the first class. So she's brilliant. But she just believed that she wasn't working. The man was and it looked like her whole family too was demanding and this guy just was trying to get up in life so it became an issue and he told somebody that I knew that look this is what is causing the problem how can it be this demanded and then well finally all this they broke up the lady has started her business today she's at the top making millions there was no need for her to be depending on that man when she was inside the house I am confident she has more money. She'll buy that guy today, as it is today. She'll buy. She'll buy him with change. Listen. <laughs> and the reason is, she does have this psyche here at the back of her mind. Are you following what I'm saying here? That, ah, everything this way. And then it created pressure on the inside and all of that. So, what I'm trying to say, the point I'm trying to say is that don't go into something for what you can get. Look, if you, if you look at life from what, just what I can take away from this particular person there, all right, uh, then, then what, I mean, what, what, look, if you want to know whether a person will succeed in life, just to this, if you hold a conversation with them, do they have clarity of vision? Do they have discipline? Do they have a strong work ethic? Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah? And do they read? If you find a guy that has a vision or a lady that has a strong work ethic that leads, and has discipline within their lives, all right, and they can handle setbacks properly. You have on your hands somebody that will succeed if they push them a bit. So I said all of that to say, pray for the person. That's all. Pray for people. Don't just um, pray for people. All right, it's a very spiritual thing. 
The Bible says when Job prayed for his friends, his captivity was turned around. Genuine, they pray for people. All right. So when do I DTR? That's when, at what point do I now feel that it is time now to define the relationship? Okay? So when do I DTR? When, when should there be a conversation about this? If the conversation, if it's just, uh, you're very, yeah, I mean, I mean, I have, I know, I mean, he told the girl to, because they were family friends, okay? You know, sometimes people may not recognize. They are family friends. So he told her to help her look for, help him look for a wife, because he was a pilot and all of that. And so she tried. She looked for, looked for. The guy did not like everybody she brought. Genuinely, she brought people. Fine, get everything. They like. Then the guy at one point said, wait now. This one that you are looking for, and we are discussing this matter. Don't you think you are the one that is supposed to be? And they are happily married today. So there is a there is a point that the eyes of people can be blinded from what is right before them. Do you get what I'm saying here? And therefore, a conversation can unlock the blindness. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? Because all these principles where I say hey, compatibility, but people that are getting along, they are already compatible. Yeah. Do you understand what The one they are looking for in Shokoto is. So, this DTF, which is defining the relationship. You know, that was a better relationship that if they had defined it properly, they would have known that this one was on two. So to everything, there is a time. All right? There is what is called a defining moment. There is a carriers when God gives the opportunity for that relationship to be defined. Okay? And, of course, in this particular kind of situation here, um, Right, which are to be defined. Sitting to discuss, all right, uh, hold a discussion on defining what this relationship is time sensitive. Now, I mean, there's a preacher we invited for um, Wafek, um, Darius Daniel from America. And he told this story, he and his wife, and very powerful. And they were very good friends, they were in school together. So they were very good friends, university and all of that. I don't know what. She said, if I can, I tried to find the story again today, but I couldn't. Uh, the video, I didn't know which video I watched, but it was like this. The substance of it was that she was going to go somewhere, they were friends, and she was going to go somewhere. Maybe there was, I think, the school had ended, and because these are defining moments. Okay? They are defining moments. For example, I mean, if you are in a relationship and one wants to japa, that's a defining moment. There has to be a discussion. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? If you just leave it, if you just leave it, it will just go. It's gone. Ah, it's not, nothing necessary is gone. Don't scare people that uh, have. <laughs> what is it? It doesn't mean that it's gone, but it should be defined. Okay? So, I mean, like now, there are a lot of people getting married now, this December, even in church that were just dating. Pam, 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 they're married. Why? 
because there's a defining moment. What was the defining moment? Because the UK is stopping dependency visa January 1st. So that's a defining moment to do DTF. What you must do, do quickly. Or else you can't try. Do you know what I'm saying here? So there are defining moments. There are things that happen. And when those things happen, so Darius Daniel said, you know, he's, he's married now. And I, I mean, it went like this. She was, she was supposed to go somewhere. She said, look, this place I'm going to, that they're friends, so they were friends. Come on. If I go to this place, I doubt whether I'll come back single. So when I get there, in the sense that it exposes her to different people and, and, and she's an attractive man. So she knew, she knew. They knew that. So when they come to meet me, should I say I am taken or I am not taken? He said, tell them you are taken. <laughs> but if she had that discussion a year before, it could be if there was not something that was going to define it. Alright. So there are defining moments there in terms of you having alright this um, discussion. So a time will come when the handwriting will be on the wall. Alright. Where things have to be properly defined. And at that particular point in time it's not a technique to get the person to say yes or agree you know you are either going to the cross or for resurrection are you following what I'm saying here you are mentally prepared that it ends here which means if I had any fanciful dream I'm exposing myself to the end of the fanciful dream so I can face reality are you following what I'm saying here okay and I'm trying to tell you that not all DTFs will result in positive things DTF can mean are you serious go ahead <laughs> so it is not a technique to manipulate somebody to are you following saying here but it gives clarity and you need clarity at that particular point in time Alright, so some of the defining moments. I'm just quickly look at it and then next we'll talk about uh, con actual conversation. Uh, something new happens to either party which changes the dynamics of what's going on on ground. Are uh, you following what I'm saying here? If something new happens that changes dynamics of what's going on on ground, the person gets a job, the job means they're going to have to move to this particular place. Alright, and they won't be seeing themselves the way they ought to see themselves and that and therefore the dynamics of that relationship will change by what has just happened. Then it is a moment where a conversation can be had. And that kind of conversation, alright, to be had. In other words, the person is hunting, alright, is hinting on something new. Alright, you someone's leaving town, people are traveling. A person is hinting on something you imagine that may in itself alter the dynamics of the relationship forever if it is not what? Defined. Okay? The second is, and God can do this, because when the kingdom of God is coming, there's a shaking. That friendship gets rocked by something. 
and when it is rocked by something, in other words, there is not a nasty fight, but it is rocked. Now, if it's rocked by something, then there's an angel that is shaking the waters. Either for the purpose of... Now, let me say this here. You cannot receive something new into your life if something that is already in existence is not removed. Don't forget this. Nothing new can come in if something that is already in your life does it. Something has to leave to create space for something to come in. It's a law in life. That's why the Bible says, death walketh in us, that the life of Jesus may be made what? Manifest. If something new is going to be made manifest, something has got to die. So, if it comes to the point where God says that, because this person is in your space, and God says, look, there is somebody that is coming in, then he can rock the thing to get the person out of your space, so that there is room. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? However, you know that you can continue mourning for Saul if there's no emotional disconnect and refuse to anoint David. Are you following me saying? So that rocking there and that conversation is to know that Saul is what? Dead. And in the conversation, the change can mean he's not picking the calls as he should be picking the calls because somebody else is there. There's no point in living in deception, hoping when somebody else is what? There. This is why I say you have to have Walter around since he has not said anything. Even the one that said, can you not, not to talk about somebody. <laughs> so the friendship was worked by something. And in restoration of that friendship or relationship, all right, then you want to deploy, okay, what you call defining the relationship tools or how, all right, to do it. Lastly, because my time, all right, two more. If a physical boundary is crossed, you know, Paul said, instead of you to born, go and get what? Married. If you are friends and physical boundaries are getting crossed, it has to be what? Defined. Are you following what I'm saying here? Do you hear what I said? Yes. And then lastly, if family members, family members and close friends, Start saying, it looks like you two people will make a real good team. God is speaking. Are you following what I'm saying here? If listen to what I'm saying, no. Listen to what I'm saying, no. See, a coach, listen to this, a coach. Leonomessian may be, have the skill, but a coach can see from the outside how he should play for him to play properly. Hmm? So, outsiders have a perspective you don't. If you come from a close-knit family, which means you come from Nicotorum, you have brothers, sisters, and they feel that without anything, they feel inside their heart that somebody is right for you. That person is right. This is not bias or anything. No. If you say, look, 
we know you from from if particularly if they are older, they know you since you were born. We know you. We've lived with you. This is the kind of person that can live with you. Because any character flaw you have, you didn't suffer from it. They suffered from it. You didn't. <laughs> if you have a sharp tongue, it's them that suffered, not you. So they know what you are capable of what doing. If close friends and family say, you folks, ah, you are getting an, and it's coming in like that. Jokingly, but people are passing the message across. Then it is time to sit, all right, and at that particular point in time, the opportunity has been created for you to have that discussion about defining what the relationship is. So next week we'll talk about the discussion. Okay? But I have brought you to the point where to understand so that you understand there's timing to it. You understand that you must have your boundaries. Are, are you following what I'm saying here? Okay? If nobody has said anything, okay? If nobody has said anything, all right? Maybe, maybe I'll talk about it. Well, if nobody has said anything, then nothing is all cards down. Are, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Don't Listen. Don't put yourself in a situation where after church, somebody wants to take you home and one guy is angry that somebody is going to drop you. But he is not saying anything. But he's angry. Oh boy, ignore the anger. <laughs> Are you following me here? Just wind down. Ciao! If he, if he intends to be correct, he will call you that night. Are you following sir? If, if, if there's nothing, then life what? Continues. Are you following what I'm saying? But don't bring yourself under the covering of a person if you are not sure. Uh, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So that, and let me, let me repeat again. In all that you do, have words, but let there be peace in your words. In other words, you are polite, you are kind, you are not nasty. All right. And can't cross, and I'm not telling you of that, but your boundaries are clearly defined. People know that, look, this person has words, boundaries. All right. Because when a person has boundaries there, See, boundaries doesn't stop you know, human nature. You must understand too. Boundaries doesn't stop people. United Arab Emirates is a tourist center, isn't it? There is no place that they have laws. A man and a woman can't hold hand together. Yeah, people go and do honeymoon there. You have you know? But you can't even cut holding hands. Why are people going there when they have those laws? Because once boundaries are defined, people respect what boundaries. And they won't reject because they don't boundaries. The hotel I stay when I go to fridge in Abuja, it's a hotel where no they don't allow alcohol, they don't allow cigarettes. A hotel that doesn't sell alcohol. You can't smoke in the room if they catch you. Alright? Because it's owned by uh so they can't the most the rooms are always full. 
Okay? But we will look at it and say, how will happen? I cannot tell the people to smoke. There is no bar. The only thing you can drink is coffee or water. No beer, nothing. The place is always what? Packed. People will not. The people are very polite. They are very nice. They will greet you. The environment is clean. But there are what? Boundaries. Alright? So don't ever think that by having your boundaries, you are lowering your... Yeah, that ah, this market that is already tight. Then we are <laughs> we are now calling price. <laughs> you know, just look at it this way: boundaries makes you a luxurious item. No boundaries makes you available to all. Are you? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if you have boundaries, they will pay premium price. And is there, you see, if you go to where they buy expensive things, people that enter those shops don't go and do shop. When they don't go and be looking around. They go there to buy. It's proper shops that they are just looking. Go in, bring the shirt, check it. It's not there. Go out, check it. Let's be going there. I don't like. Inside those places, they don't do like that. Because these are people that know what they want. They come there, could I have this bag, could I have that? And, and there's what? Peace. Have you ever seen those expensive shops? There's always what? Peace. I want to say, quiet and what? Peace. Is the other one. That's <laughs> what I've said to you is the word truth. Huh? Cultivated. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Huh?